Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening for Ghost Chronicle. What? All right, that's it. Hello. I can never try, never try to read and and uh, and uh, speak at the same time. Good evening. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing. And with me, finally, is the blonde bombshell herself. Ian Carrigan. What the hell uh, happened? Oh, uh, well, good evening. Hi. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know. My Skype kept shutting down. Really? And I didn't realize they were calling me on the home phone because that's upstairs and I'm down in the dungeon. So uh-huh. uh, sorry about that. But here oh, I am. That's good. Good. Yeah. yeah it must be paranormal. Must be. Clearly. <laughs> they don't want to hear from me this evening. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, whatever. So anyways, uh, we actually have a guest. I don't know if you did catch that. I did. I saw that last minute on Facebook. I'm like, oh, good. We do have a guest. That's cool. Yeah. Mary Lee has agreed to join us. Uh, Mary awesome. Lee from the Boston Intuitive. Uh, and Mary Lee, are you with us now? I am. Hello. Hi. And would you say your last name for it? Because I'll butcher it. Sure. <laughs> it's Tretanero. Oh, not even close. Yeah, uh, Ron, Ron would have killed that. Yeah, it's, for sure. it's phonetic. It's phonetic. It's all ease. <laughs> yeah, that's what you say, but I, my brain doesn't work that way. Uh, <laughs> it, it's not like I don't know you. <laughs> uh huh. I mean, we've we've met several times, and and you've been on the sh- the radio show other times as well. So, uh, yeah, it's it's you know, it's my well, it's spot, unusual. Like, it's not it's not a common name, so. Not even common for if Italian, I, was gonna, I don't think. If I was going to say it, I would say Tetranino. Mm-hmm. Which is not that, right, so. Yeah, it's the T-R-E-P, Tret. In Tret. fact, that's what we yes. shorten it to in my family. We call each other the Trets. <laughs> yeah. the, the Houston Trets, the Seattle Trets, the New York Trets. That's oh, that's cute. That's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It, but that's you know that's one of the problems I have is is I have like a dyslexia where I transpose very easily both numbers and letters and uh, my I just don't see them in, in the proper order my my uh, brain puts them in another order which it wants to put them in so <laughs> that's why I do what I do so mm-hmm. anyways thank you so much for joining us tonight sure sure always glad to be on your show. And for those who don't know, Mary Lee uh, is the Boston Intuitive, and she has a website, oddly enough, called the Boston Intuitive. Correct? Yes, I do. BostonIntuitive.com, and then uh, then I have the Spirits of Charlestown. And, um, yeah, those two. And then I think my book is also tied into my website as well. So, right. But Boston Spirit Intuitive of- is the main one, yeah. Right, Spirits of uh, Charlestown is is the book you've written. Uh, 
So that if you haven't read that, it's, a, it's an interesting book. I have a copy. Yeah. Yes, and, uh, and it's also the title of my ghost tours. Oh, I forgot about those. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I only do those in October now. So um, I was just getting spread too thin. So, you know, there's uh-huh. always a lot of interest in the haunted things come October. So that's when, oh, yeah. I, always. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's when I, I, I promote it. And so it's, it's always really fun. funny. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny because uh, one of the things he, when I called up again, I says I sent out a couple of uh, feelers, but I haven't heard from anyone back. And she said, "Oh, what are we going to talk about?" And she said, "Well, I got a cool ghost story, which we're going to get to in the second half of the show." And I said, "Well, you know what? I've had these weird dreams, so I think we'll do it on dreams." So I, I can't Mary Lee contact uh, can't return my co- contact and. <laughs> Uh, whatever I even said. And she says, mm-hmm. it's so funny. And she says, what are you going to talk about? And I says, well, how about uh, mediumship and dreams? And she says, that's so funny. <laughs> and why was yep. that, Mary Lee? Well, so I got a Facebook message from you, and then I got a Facebook message from a client who said, do you mind if I share with you a dream that I had that you were in? I Actually, she had two dreams that I was in. And when she described these two dreams... Both of them were about my trip to Cuba, and uh, she said that she was with me. We were with a group of people. We were in an open-air car, and we were near the beach, which is exactly right (laughs) on all counts because I was with a group of people, and we were dropped off at a restaurant near the beach. And, you know, in Cuba they have those old-fashioned cars from the 50s, Mm-hmm. And so we hired one for a couple hours and just went driving around. So um, so she said that. And that was the first dream. And then the second dream, she said it was about colorful feathers. And I was trying to place that dream. And Were you a fan that, dancer in a past life? What? <laughs> Were you a fan dancer in a past life? Could be. Could be. I have had some exotic past lives. I, that I <laughs> yes, I know. I was left, I think I was part of a harem, and I was left. Uh, th- this is what uh, a medical intuitive actually told me, that I was killed for being part of a harem, and they were killing all of the, the women in harems, and it was in the Mediterranean. So, anyways, I digress. <laughs> But, oh, that's but that's the, me. That's the, me. <laughs> uh, the the second dream was about you know this thing with the feathers and mm-hmm. um, that driver that we rented the open air car from took us to a Santeria park where oh, yeah. oh. where they you know they sacrifice animals mm-hmm. and so he took us there and then he like we walked yeah. around. Um, and they, there were, like, chickens that were tied to a tree. Just, you could only see the feathers. And I guess there were goats. And uh, we saw so, somebody who had, like, this plastic bag that they were carrying something over their shoulder. And he goes, but that's somebody who's getting ready to do a sacrifice. So oh. I think that's what the feathers was about. Because... Um, and, and you know, go ahead. No, because there were other animal remains, you know, like there were other right. bird remains and, um, mm-hmm. you know, think, uh, squirrels, other things around, pigeons. So, um, 
yeah, it was kind of startling. I didn't, I couldn't believe there was actually a park where they, you know, they they let it go. They let it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so funny you mentioned that because just on yesterday's show, we had a gentleman on that does ghost tours to Cuba. What really? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's fabulous. <laughs> Isn't that unbelievable? Wow. Yeah. All this synchronicity is, it, it, I don't believe in synchronicity. I believe things things happen for a reason. Yeah. So he gives ghost tours in Cuba? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, I might be hosting one of them. So I'm, I'm kind of oh excited God. about that. But we'll see how it goes. Oh, uh, what, a, what a fabulous country. You will be absolutely mesmerized. You know, what's really funny is that uh, we all see the romantic side of Cuba, but uh, my dermatologist is Cuban. Uh, he comes from Cuba, and he has family in Cuba. In fact, he, he just went to Cuba. And he tells me, he says, you know, it's re- everybody gets this romantic view of Cuba, but it's, it's really not. He <laughs> says the people, the people work extremely hard there for very mm-hmm. little. And he says even things like electricity can't even be depended on because uh, – mm-hmm. You know, it goes in it. So uh, maybe with the tourism, the expansion of tourism, things will get better with that. But, uh, yeah, he he told me a lot about the, the darker side of uh, Cuba under uh, communist rule. So, um, well, it's yeah. definitely a, a third world country like where, <laughs> where we stayed was right in the middle of extreme poverty. So it wasn't. But three blocks away was beautiful mar- marble like a theater and then another marble hotel but far and away there was extreme poverty and none of the buildings it used to be i think almost like a las vegas oh yeah well yeah i should say a gangster but you know like sinatra and all them would go there Mm -hmm. the rat pack yeah the rat pack yeah and but now none of it's been repaired because it's all state-owned all all house all yeah all housing State owned, so nothing's been repaired since the '50s, since Fidel Castro came in. So oh, I, wow. I can imagine that people must be. I mean, it is a third world. Havana is a third world city. I mean, I, mm. that's my experience being being yeah. there. So, how did you go down here? Was it on a tour or or what? Well, we decided we were going to go down there for the inaugural. But um, we we thought Hillary was going to win, so we. Uh-huh. But we didn't want to go to Washington because there was just you know throngs of people going. So we decided we would go to Cuba instead, just do a special trip. And oh, cool. uh, so that and and we had been you know some friends of mine and I had been talking about going for a while, so it gave us that opportunity to to do it. And they love us in Cuba. They love the That's American. Good. They love Obama. <laughs> yeah, he opened it up. That's why. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're all. Uh, I think they're all a little frightened about, um, you know, whether they'll be cut off from the U.S. again. Right. Probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it know. would be consistent. Mm-hmm. But, but what a fabulous thing! So go. He, somebody does ghost tours down there. That's fabulous. Yes. I wish I. I wish I'd known that. I would have sought them out. I may have to go back. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, they. It's. Uh, I give you the, the information. Should be. I don't know if we have it up on the international page or not. If that reminds me, I have to put it up. If we don't, but yeah, uh, I can't think of the name of the comp- company offhand. Uh, but the the guy we spoke to was uh, Crypt Keeper Chucky <laughs> mm-hmm. from from Connecticut, and uh, yeah, he does goes tours to uh, Cuba to. Um, Transylvania and England, so yeah. Mm-hmm. That was it. Was intriguing. It was uh, you know I, I asked a lot of questions about Cuba because I was very much interested in it because that country was so a uh, lot no, unknown about it. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, we, that's it's so funny. I mean, I can't believe all the stuff that that uh, you know is connected mm-hmm. so far since we've been talking. Yeah. Well, you're so you're pointed in the direction of going to Cuba. I, I suspect. Uh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> we, we will see. <laughs> As most people know, I don't travel well, so <laughs> that's, that's a little problem. We'll have to knock him out to get on the plane. I think that's, but, that's what everybody says. Yeah, whatever. I'm a good right hook. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> And and another thing, uh, one of the reasons that I I did want to talk to you as well is is because you also work with mediums that that work on cases. Is that correct, or are you still doing that? I I haven't done uh, any cases in a while, but I worked with um, three different – or three – there was three mediums, you know, Mm -hmm. all together that we used to do cases together. Um, We were working with um, Boston – uh, was it Boston University has mm-hmm. a uh, private detective program, and oh, yeah. the man and the man Tom uh, Shamshack, who started that program, he he actually was on the show Psychic Kids. Do you remember that show? Uh, Chip Coffees, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he was one of the like investigators of it, where he talked to the kids and get like their version of you know like whatever you know, like psychic experience they had. Oops, Mm -hmm. sorry about that. Um, I never know how to turn off this stuff. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Sorry. That's fine. Yeah. So so anyways, um, yeah, there were three of us, and then we we were part of uh, something called the uh, Cold Case Collaborative, where he would give us, like pictures of unsolved cases, and mm-hmm. I think there were maybe six of us all together that that used to uh, come down there on Saturdays, come to Boston University on Saturdays, and uh, we'd uh, sit with those pictures and um, you know see if we could come up with anything that right. you know like that two of us got you know or where where we overlapped. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also, we, we went out into the field a few times with him. And uh, it's really hard to do psychic detective work, oh, yeah. you know, from what I've, um, from my limited experience with it. Yeah, uh, we, we have done it before. Maureen and, my, and I have worked on a couple of police cases, but uh this fall, as part of Spiracus, this is, I think, our fifth year for Spiracus, 
and the stitchiest theme is uh, Houdini and Doyle uh, from the oh uh, Fox God. series, and also their their real lives as well. And one of the uh, events that we'll be doing is is Maureen will be uh, doing a class on psychic detective. We will kind of oh. take you through doing psychic detective work, and and Maureen has taken some some courses on this as well, and and mm-hmm. also uh, forensic. Uh, uh, work as well, so it, it's going to be fun, and uh, uh, it's interesting. She, uh, it was, it was really cool. She took this course where they, uh, they, they would give you a skull, and what you would have to do is create a model of the the person whose skull it was, and Jeez. they didn't know. So they didn't know. Ugh. All they, uh-huh. all you got was the skull. So uh-huh. and then you would make this clay model. Well. They didn't know that she was a medium. And so when it came out, it came out really, really good to, close to the, the picture that was, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, of the real person that Skull belonged to. So uh, that kind of shocked their their uh, instructors. Wow. That's that's really, really almost spooky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, so you it's just intriguing. held it in it's your great. hands and then you wrote a, a then you drew it? You felt the skull. Oh no, you didn't draw it. You actually made a clay, uh, clay oh. uh, recreation of of the person, what they would look like. Wow. So yeah, you would start off with your drawings and stuff, and then you would mold that into uh, a clay bust. So spirit must have been working through you to um, do the mold. I mean, yeah, do the the clay work. Yeah. As well, you know, like it uh, it does with the spirit. Unless artist. you're really good at clay work. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, um, Arthur Conan Doyle. I have had his picture on my wall for quite a while, and I actually have him in my daily workbook. You know that I do. Um, you know, I have to do checklists with everything, or I would forget. <laughs> so he's in my little. Daily Planner. Oh, yeah, he's one of my favorites as well. And Steve Parsons from the UK will be coming over, and uh, uh, it's going to be great. It's it's uh, we're going to have uh, there'll be a fairy uh, house uh, workshop where you build a fairy house, and then we actually set it out on a fairy trail and and set up game cams to see if we can capture any fairies. That's going to be part of the the, the mm-hmm. event as well. But it, it, it all it's all torn from their lives and also uh the t v series as well so uh mm-hmm. yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun I, i'm really excited about it as 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 you are i like sir Arthur Conan deal you know mm-hmm. immensely yeah yeah um yeah they they have a lot of sherlock shows on right now yes yes <laughs> But not so much as the paranormal is, is those two. And, you know, mm-hmm. I also was looking at your bio, and I, and I saw something about Ed, Edgar Casey. Mm-hmm. And what was that, uh, Mary Lee? Well, I, I've tried to go to all the different, you know, educational, paranormal and, and holistic, you know, educational centers. And I went to the Ed, Edgar Casey Center for um, medical intuition, actually. And oh, wow. so I studied that with um, the guy who actually started Medical Intuition, who worked with Carolyn Meese. Um, what is his name? Dr. Shoot. I can't remember yep. his name. Um, begins with an S. But there were five, five really good medical intuitives there. And um, 
so it was a three-day workshop and um yeah and plus you know you had access to the library which is all of his readings that he did you know um that he conducted for people you know where he went into trance and you know, mm-hmm. he diagnosed, or he, yeah, he diagnosed what was wrong, and then he gave him a re- remedy. Yeah. So, um, That's, yeah, it's a it's a very old, old center. Uh, that, he was an intriguing person as well. He's another one I've been, always been fascinated with as as well. I mean, he he did predictions and and mm-hmm. uh, in addition to the the medical uh, stuff as well. Yeah, he was from a small town in Kentucky. And he was a photographer, and I don't believe he—I uh, might be wrong about this—but I think he had a fifth-grade education. But, uh-huh. You know, he didn't—he didn't have extensive education, and I'm not sure how this actually began that he went into trance. Um, but uh, people started writing letters to him, and he had a, a associate that would. He would go into trance. The associate would read the letter, you know, what that person's condition was. And from a trance state, he would be, you know, contact, uh, be in touch with that physical body. And then he would describe what was wrong with that body and what the remedy was for it. So it's pretty extensive, yeah. But isn't that a, a problem nowadays in that the mediums really can't uh, call themselves diagnostic uh, mediums? They can't really diagnose, isn't it kind of like against the law or something, right? Um, from my medical intuition training, because I took another mm-hmm. class, set of classes with Mona Lisa Schultz, um, mm-hmm. you can't really do much more than talk about X, I mean, from a legal perspective. Right, that's what I'm talking about right now. Yeah, you can't diagnose. You can talk about, um, you know, excess energy in a particular area. You can talk about, like, emotional concerns you can talk about. Um, And, you know, too little energy, excess energy. Um, You you can't be specific. Right. Um, when you're doing, and, and actually, she, Mona Lisa Schultz, ties it in with the chakras. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, but yes, it's it's a big liability thing. In fact, what was so interesting about you know that thing at the the three day conference at Edgar Casey Center was like nobody mentioned the the legal the liability part of it until the very last sort of questions and answers. And it took somebody from the audience to act, or, you know, the people that were, were attending, mm-hmm. to, to bring it up and bring it out in the open that, you know, we were learning all these wonderful things about medical intuition, but we couldn't use it, you know. <laughs> but, the, the well, yeah, you, you just had to be so careful about the way you use exactly. it. and. It turned out that of the five presenters, two of them were attorneys oh. that had had become uh, medical intuitives. So, so that's the that's way funny. we sort of wrapped it up was the whole liability aspect of it. Right. I, I will never forget this to this day that uh, I took a, uh, a Reiki class with Elizabeth Foley, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Lara Wista took it with me. That's how I met Lara. And mm-hmm. uh, at the very end of the, the class, uh, they gave you a little introduction to reading the body for you know, medical intuitive thing. And Lara picked up something about my heart. And, of course, shortly after that, I ended up having heart surgery. So uh, I always, always remember that. And uh, mm-hmm. it was, it was pretty really fascinating. Good. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Laura's good. Yeah. So um, anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, one, one thing I think that sort of is consistently taught about health is, you know, doing body scans where you sort of start at the top. Your, the yes. psychic's attention or focus is at the top of somebody's head, and then you mm-hmm. sort of let your, the psychic lets their attention sort of drift down through the body, and wherever your attention sort of rests, that's where you bring that up. You know, I'm, I'm at shoulder height. I'm, at, I'm picking up something in the arms, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's fascinating. So it's generic. You know, you just need to say generic. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I get that. (laughs) Yeah. Do you do do Reiki as well, uh, Mary Lee? I I do Reiki. I think I do Reiki on animals more than I do it on people. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. My my focus lately has been uh, uh, doing animal communication and... Uh, part of that is doing healing with animals and uh, domestic animals. I haven't worked a lot with, you know, farm animals, um, but domestic animals, a lot of times, you know, like they pick up the stress of their owners and um, they really soak up the Reiki. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's different. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've heard, you know, heard it before, but uh, yeah, it's it's Reiki is a an intriguing modality as well. It's mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's very it, good it, for what, relaxation. Yeah. At the very Reiki. least, it's good for mm-hmm. relaxation. Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, have you had Reiki done, uh, Ann? I have not, but uh, my husband has. I'll just have, I will have to do Reiki on you sometime. Okay. You you know, our good good friend, uh, Michael Markowitz, his wife, Paula, Mm -hmm. uh, does Reiki. Uh And uh, I had had her come over on my husband's birthday before, and and she'd given him a Reiki session, and he just Uh loved it. Loved it. Well, Mm -hmm. there's a tune, so we have to take a break. So, Mary Lee, can you stay on for a few minutes after the break as well? Uh, I sure can. Okay, thank you very much. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann Carrigan and Ron Kolick. And our very special guest tonight is Boston Intuitive, Mary Lee. No, no, My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the ghost box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology... I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache. 
I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more. Located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more. All in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne and our special guest this evening, Mary Lee Chetanero. Good job. There you go. I can say it. I know yeah, good, right. good job. Yeah. Poor woman. You can't even say her name. That's why, that's why I keep you uh, along. Yeah. That's why you keep me around, eh? Yeah. yeah. I Pronounce see. names for me. See yeah. how it is. So you listen I, to, I, where, I've been you wanting to meet you for a long time. Oh, no, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, you listen to Ghost Chronicles right here on Tojanet, Pararex, uh, Planet Paranormal, Astronet Radio, and wherever else we are. Sorry about that. All right, go ahead. It's all yours. Okay, just jump right in, Van Helsing. I tried to. We forgot to develop the the station. What am I supposed to do? I don't know. So, I have a question from the chat from Mary Lee from Stephen Scott in Scotland and she uh, he would like to know do you find animals accept healing easier and and if so why do you think that is um hmm i don't i don't i don't think that they accept it easier um you know, so the so when i do animal communication i'm actually checking in with the with the animal and communicating with the animal and i usually ask for permission first um with the animal before you know i would do any energy work to me it's the same as working with humans Mm -hmm. so um i mean i get the same sort of you know uh feeling like emotional feeling or emotional connection and yeah so it's to me it seems very similar to humans Hmm. okay does that answer the question i hope so (laughs) (laughs) well you know Uh, there's there's some theory i or or some experiences people experience this is that because animals don't have the complicated lives that humans do that you know that it that it's much easier 
So that's probably where he was coming from when he asked that question. And, um, but, you know, I, I find it just seems very similar to me, you know, as, as, um, if I was doing Reiki with human, a human as it is with an animal. Mm. I've done Reiki on horses. Oh, yeah. Well, I've done Reiki with birds. (laughs) Horses, <laughs> they say, uh, they they say are the mediums of the animal world. That they're very intuitive. Yes, really. Yes, very spiritual. Very have um, probably a stronger intu- intuition than I've experienced with other animals, even dogs. I think, or cats, which I think are both dogs and cats are pretty intuitive. But horses, um, um, I don't know what it is. Horses are very healing. Hmm. That's interesting. And the other people, the other thing people don't know is that Reiki can also be done remotely as well. And uh, I, I remember I was being told that, and uh, when I first started learning, and, and Maureen and I were actually, uh, I don't know if we were doing a radio show or she was talking to someone on the phone, and they were complaining that they weren't feeling good. And I did a little remote healing, and all of a sudden, uh, the the phone went really quiet, and then they said, "You're not going to believe this, Ron, but I actually feel better now." <laughs> so, <laughs> so I guess mm-hmm. it can be done. <laughs> well, you know, so so everything is energy, and mm-hmm. you know the our whole paranormal world that you know that we you know uh, live in and work in. Um, everything that we do is like tied to energy some way. And, yeah, so, so, you know, in terms of doing readings, you can read somebody right next to you just as easily as you could read somebody in England. And that's all because of energy. So, uh, it, you know, it's the same thing with Reiki. You know, you can, you can um, heal somebody on a table, you know, in front of you just as easily as you can remotely. Yeah, it's intriguing. And... You know, that's when when we talk about that. They, 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 you see things like you know, can can spirit travel through the telephone lines? Can your house get haunted remotely? Is and all these, <laughs> you know, people's minds go crazy. Goes to Hollywood stuff, and uh, mm. I, you know, it's mm-hmm. intriguing. Uh, is it possible? I don't know. Uh, can I don't know? Well, does does go ahead. Well, so, and then, you know, not only are we talking about present day, but when you talk about ghosts, then you have Mm -hmm. the energy, not only energy, but the spirit of somebody who lived in the past. So not only is it distance, but then it's also time, you know. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that are very hard to explain about the world that we live in. Mm. But a lot of the rules don't apply, you know, the... The rules that we live by in in our earthly world. It, Mary Lee, what do you? I mean, what do you? We talk about that. You just you know said that, and I kind of agree with you on that. But yet, you talk to a lot of uh, mediums and everything, and, and they try to explain themselves. You using science, you know, a quantum physics is is the most uh, popular one. And mm-hmm. I mean, do we really need that explanation or, or is this something that like, like faith that we can just believe in? Maybe the science or the laws have not, that govern the paranormal have not been discovered yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you on that. I, 
I don't, I don't, even though I've been talking about energy, I don't really think about it very much. Mm -hmm. I, you know, when I work with the spirit world, I just feel, you know, that love and connection, and I focus more on that. Um, But, yeah, I do know that there is a whole scientific arm of, you know, the psychic business, the remote viewers, um, you know, the International Remote Viewing Association has a lot of scientists in it, and mm-hmm. I think they tend to to really try to pin down scientifically, you know, how psychic work uh, or you know psychic stuff works. What? Who's the other yeah. one? Um, then there's also is is it? It's not the Forever Foundation. And what's the what's the 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 mediumship foundation uh, group that tries to be very scientific about mediumship? I'm not Julie, sure. Julie Bitchell, I think her name is. That's where they do like mm. these really incredible control uh, controlled readings. You know where? Oh, they use science. That, okay, yeah. Yeah, you know, where the person that you're reading, they can't hear your voice. You can't hear right. their, you hear their voice, but they can't hear the medium's voice. You can't see them. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's like all these double and triple blind things mm-hmm. just to prove that, you know, that spirit can get through. Yeah, you know, I mean, we it, always challenge that. I mean, you look at uh, Hammond, you, you know, the... The father of remote controls and Hammond Castle. I mean, he used to put his mediums in a Faraday cage and right. and actually run electricity through it. So it, it's, I mean, they're always testing and always, you know, trying to. I, I to me, it looks like trying to to doubt them or, or, or you know, rather than accept it and, and trying to understand it, they they seem to like try to disprove it. it mm-hmm. And that's that's I don't know. I, I can't really go along with that. I mean, I think we should try to understand versus just trying to debunk as the, a lot of mm-hmm. people say. Right. Well, I think a lot of times debunkers don't really want to change their minds. They don't really want evidence, you know, that mm-hmm. to change their mind, they're just sort of really entrenched in, debu- in debunking. Right. That's their religion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Debunking. So I'm going to ask you, Mary Lee, since you and I are intuitive, and I have been, you know, so much about going overseas for me, so much going, and and I'm so reluctant because, like I said, I don't like to travel. Hmm. What is just your off-the-cuff intuition? Do you think I will go overseas eventually? Um. Well, I feel I feel yes. And I feel like you you would have to, if you were going to do it a year from now, you'd have to start planning it today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like the the planning part of it is the part that um, uh, maybe gives you the sa- the it's the mechanism, you know, to how you're going going to to get there. You know, like if you have fears or phobias or something about travel, it's in the <laughs> planning to the nth degree, um, <laughs> which I think frees you up to actually go. Hmm. And I feel like you okay. have a ton of contacts as well. I do. I do. 
Mm-hmm. It's sad. It's really, <laughs> really sad. Yeah. And all of them I've, wouldn't be encouraging you, you know. Yes, they are. Of course. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's just me. That's basically what it comes down to. <laughs> mm-hmm. So sad. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. I didn't mean to put you on a spot either. I, I'm oh, no, no, no. I, curious. I, I actually, I... I've been on the radio. You know, there's something about I, I'm I'm fine reading on the radio, but if I had to get up and stand in front of a group and read, I don't know that I could do it. Really? On the radio. Yeah, I don't know what that is. It's my own little, you know, what is it? My own stage fright or my own, yeah. you know, phobia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be honest, to be honest with you, that I feel the same way too. I mean, I, I when Marmine was doing co-hosting me we used to do readings over the year i had no problems doing it but for me to sit down one-on-one with someone or to speak to a group it's it's a mm-hmm. really difficult for me i have a, a really high especially the one-on-one the group i could probably handle a little bit uh, better mm-hmm. but uh yeah i have the same thing i don't know what it is but uh yeah anyway i always tell myself so, i'm going to get a hypnotist to put there me you under. go <laughs> oh but that's that's another thing we're having at the uh uh, Spirit Quest this year, Houdini and Doyle, is we're going to have a uh, hypnotist who does uh, a, uh, she'll do a workshop on past life regression. So well, that's another that, cool thing. Oh, that sounds fabulous. I, I have to I have to be a part of your your uh, Spirit Quest one of these years. <laughs> oh, you know, never know. I mean, we do themes and and then uh, that's how it all fits in. It, it's a lot of fun. The Spirit Quest, most people come, it, it, uh, year after year, they really enjoy it, and yep. uh, it, it's mm-hmm. grown. It's definitely grown in the five years. It's, it's not, you know, I, I never wanted it to be a uh, just a paraconference or anything like that. I wanted it to be something that was a lot of fun, but still mm-hmm. educational, but fun. That was it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you still do those so, at the college? I have not anymore. I started doing them through uh, Circles of Wisdom now, my paranormal CSI. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I did them, I did them for, uh, I think, three years at the college, and then the uh, new administration came in and decided to go a different route. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, ah. so that, left, that left me out. So uh, yeah. I just started doing them again. I, I, I have a class right tomorrow night, actually, is the... The uh, the third week of this class, paranormal CSI, and uh, I, I do it where I did it at the college up at VC, and mm-hmm. uh, it's it, the class is great. I absolutely have, love doing it, and the people who take it have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Did we want to touch on dreams a little bit tonight? Because you had mentioned that earlier, Ron. I. I yeah, I have a, a weird dream, but I don't know if what you're going to do with it. That's that's the only thing. I mean, it's just a weird dream. I've been having, most people know that I'm a very vivid dreamer, a very avid dreamer. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Why, you, do you want me to mention it now? Oh, it's up I to guess. you. I mean, I, I thought we were going to head down that path early well, yeah, this eventually. I would, after I was going to say goodbye to Mary Lee, I thought we would talk about it. But if Mary Lee wants to hang around and, and, <laughs> and listen to this gobble, then certainly can. Sure. Sure. Okay. So, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a, I'm a very vivid dreamer. And uh, this dream I had last night was uh, extremely interesting. 
I was at a place with uh, like a lot of people and we had like it was a dinner and so forth but uh, Christian Day was there and he was uh, if those who don't know he is probably one of the most noted witches in Salem and uh, he was actually uh, cryogenically freezing people (laughs) so (laughs) so uh, he wanted to cryogenically freeze me but I was too tall so he had to cut my legs off uh, so that I would fit in this little thing uh, so I told you it was weird but all the time we were having this wonderful dinner which was awesome and, and everything else but he did cry which is another thing you, you not only get cryogenically freeze but you were also in costume so uh, the, the woman the person before me to get Cryogenically, Frozen was dressed as a nun, and the, the way they tested it at work, they whacked her in the side of the head with their back end, <laughs> and if she didn't react, she was frozen. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so there we go. That's so funny, yeah. That's different. Yeah. Okay. So that's my dream. You want to read into that? Feel free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, the only thing I get on that is something about being frozen in time. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah, I love, I love the whole, you know, imagery around that dream. Oh, it was very good. I mean, I could go in a little bit more of it too, but it was, it was the whole Mm -hmm. dinner thing. It was just giant long table, and everybody was there, and they had. Uh, different things, and it, it was it was cool. They gave you postage stamps. <laughs> postage don't ask stamps. me. Yeah, a little package of postage stamps. I don't know where that came from, but yeah, you got them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. That's a very detailed. There's a lot of detail there. I do. I de- I dream usually very detailed, uh, and and I can dream several dreams at night, which is even more intriguing. Mm-hmm. But that's another point. Uh, so, Ian, you had your own dream as well, right? I did. I did. And, I, you know, the funny thing is... Is it I, as cool as mine? It, no, no. Definitely okay. not. It was, it was, uh, it was different. Not, not as cool as yours. Um, I don't usually remember my dreams. Um, mm-hmm. But this, is, this one I, I think I had right before I woke up, so it kind of stuck with me. And I dreamt that I was with a friend of mine, and I, I can't mention his name because he's a food critic. Oh. Um, so... I was with him in an Indian restaurant, and I love Indian food. I hate it. Oh, I love it. And we were at the counter uh, ordering, and I looked up at the, uh, it was like, you know, a menu overhead. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, not only did I not see any Indian food that I recognized, I saw pictures of snakes. Oh. And... There were, you know, five or six pictures of snakes, and I thought, I can't eat a snake. Um, oh my god! And but I don't see anything else that I recognize. So I was, you know, they kept asking me what I wanted, and I'm like, um, uh, I'm not, I'm not oh, really sure. <laughs> and Mark just kind of patted me on the arm. Oh, damn! All right, well I didn't say I his last name. <laughs> so my friend patted me on the arm, and he said don't worry, I'll order for you. You don't need to worry about it. So I'm like, 
oh, thank God. And I went and sat down. So that was the whole sum total of this little piece of the dream that I can mm-hmm. remember. And uh, I just, and it, and it's really funny because he's not a close friend. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I like him and, and uh, he's a nice guy. So that's, mm-hmm. that's what I remember. Wow. Two, two very psychic people having very psychic dreams. Is that what this is? <laughs> <laughs> I am I just trying consider, to figure out the symbolism. It's that is strange. Anyways, I, it's so interesting that you have vivid dreams. That's that to me is the most intriguing part of uh, dreaming. If you can remember it and, and you can remember the details, then it's kind of cool. Oh, right, we have mm-hmm. a question uh, from John. I see. Oh, sorry. Uh, let's see. Uh, John has a question. What about dream premonition? Ooh. You want to try that, Mary Lee? What's your thoughts on it? Uh, yeah. So there, you know, there's, I actually took a dream class at, you know, Harvard has a night school, the Harvard extension school. And there's a Mm -hmm. guy who, um, Oh, I don't remember his name, but so he had his, you know, academic version of what dreams are. And um, pre- so after, so so his, his theory about dreams was that it is like we're all file, ca- it's a file cabinet process. And so what the brain is doing is it's filing, like say you had an experience where you were, um, I'll just say travel. And so you had a travel experience. So you file it. Your brain at night is filing the experience under travel. It might be filing it under fun things to do. But that's that's what his explanation of all dreams. But I feel like in addition to that, mm-hmm. we then there's premonitions. And so um, I don't know if it's prophecy or um, – but it, it's the psychic component of dreams. So I, I believe strongly in premonitions. I actually haven't dreamt a lot because I was just diagnosed with sleep apnea. So oh, I never thanks. go into REM sleep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that hurts. Yeah, so I just, now I'm uh, on the, the whole, uh, you know, uh, CPAP machine. And so I have started dreaming again. Or well, I that's good. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah. So I feel like probably ninety percent of dreaming is that whole file cabinet, you know, processing, and then maybe you know five or ten percent is you know having premonitions and prophecy and um, yeah. I also <laughs> think that you can you know ask you know when you go to sleep at night, you can ask for an answer, you know, to a particular thing that's going on in your life, and yep. you can get wisdom in your sleep. I agree with you there. You know, what's an interesting thing is when we just did the last video broadcast, uh, I gave out uh, the top 10 uh, uh, signs that so a loved one, past loved one, is trying to contact you, and one of the things was dreams, that they'll appear in the dreams and sometimes try to give you messages through, through dreams as well. Mhm. Yes. Yeah. And and often I think um the theory is is if 
you are a real skeptic during the day, and it's hard for spirit to get through to you, that mm-hmm. then they'll try to get through in a dream because you're not, you know, you're, you're not like fighting them. You're not screening them out. Your mind is quieter, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's interesting, too. Yeah, that's... Mm-hmm. Dreams are definitely intriguing. Uh, and, and, of course, I, I had a dream expert on the show. I think it was the morning show. And, and she was saying that all our dreams are actually a reality of, of things that happen. And I just couldn't wrap my... Uh, you know, my hands around because like, like you have nightmares too, which is still mm-hmm. dreams. Nightmares mm-hmm. are still dreams, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it, they, they are so much stranger than dreams. And you, how can you consider that as reality? Uh, so I don't, I don't know. It's just too much. <laughs> I, I, I used to have a consistent dream of, um, that I had killed someone and buried them in the basement. Oh, <laughs> And that the police were coming to get me. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is the end of my life, you know, my freedom. This, <laughs> I had that for so long. And uh, then one day, you know, I must have, you know, healed or something because it went away. <laughs> but I, Mary Lane, did you ever think that that might have been you might actually picked up a psychic impression of 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 someone who had done that in the city. I mean, you live in the city, so I mean, there's there are lots Very, of uh, crime. In well, the city. yes, yes. <laughs> so Charles you might have picked up on on someone who went through that. Uh, you know what? Very easily, that could have happened. I mean, it was, it was a very so so. There must I must not have had sleep apnea all the time because I do remember that was a recurrent dream, mm-hmm. um, and. Oh, I just remember that I, I, it would seem so real, you know, when you're waking up in the morning and you yeah. think, you know, that's reality. Well, believe it or not, believe it or not, we've gone through the whole show. That was the doorbell, which means pizza from the dead is here. I didn't mean to keep you on all show, but I thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. Well, th- thanks so- for having me on again. I always love being on your show, Ron. It's, it's always great to speak with you. So do you have anything coming up or if somebody wants to get in touch with you, what is the best way? Um, the best way is um, uh, my phone number is 617-242-4682. And, um, or you can email me at Mary Lee at Boston Intuitive. And I don't have anything coming up right now. Um, there's a couple of things in the works with some colleagues of mine um, that'll probably be uh, later in the spring, but right at the moment, I don't have anything uh, coming up. Right. So we want to thank you so much for being on the show, and one thing I do want to mention uh, is save the weekend of April 28th through the 30th, and Anne and myself and Tracy, uh, yeah, Tracy, Stacy. They will be uh, doing a spiritual retreat for the weekend, and uh, stay tuned for more details on that. That's going to be a blast, as usual. So, Mary Lee, thank, thank you so much, and, uh, you know, best of luck, and, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again. Okay. Have a great night. Yeah, bye. Thanks, Mary Lee. Good night. Good night.
So there's another show down the tubes, and yep. it's time to wrap it up. So uh, anything you want to add in? No, I, she was just a really interesting guest, and uh, I'll still have to wonder about my snakes and my dream. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's so funny because I was just reading about islands. There are islands with just cats on them, islands that run by rabbits, and one of the islands, of course, is snakes. Yeah. The deadliest snakes, too. And just... All right. Okay. Good night. God bless. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law.